This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome back to the Sunny Night Health Show, the second hour of the Sunny Night Health Show. We're carrying over with Deanna Warwick, and she is an astrologist, and she's going to predict your future. So if you want to give us a call, 604-280-9898 or 1-877-399-9898, she will answer and tell you your future. Also going to be talking about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, and what it's like to be a man in this Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement. Also, sleep. How important is it? And what has this daylight savings time done to your sleep? And uh, I'm going to review the results of the Chatelaine survey of a thousand men and what it means to be a manly man. But first and foremost, I have Robert on the line. And he has a question about his love life as well. Hello, Robert from Alberta. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. How's everybody in BC? Hey, okay, Robert. Fantastic. Thank you. What's your question for Diana? Actually, it was a bit of a double header. Okay. I'm, I'm a poor person. Oh. Am I always going to be poor? Oh, really? And am I, ever, am I ever going to be? Am I always going to be single? <laughs> are you always going to be single? What kind well, of a car do you drive? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, you know, it's interesting, uh, Robert, but it. I'm looking at this horoscope, and it does show that you have had difficulty maintaining uh, marriage partners. However, that doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, romantic girlfriend-type flirtatious partners, as in romance. Um, Mm. Romance is not necessarily alien to you. Um, You could have actually quite a few because it's in a double-bodied sign. So are you absolutely intent on marriage? I don't know. Uh, that's Would you something. be happy if you could just have like a really good time with a lovely gal? That would be wonderful. Well, if you were going to go for a more romantic thing rather than a marriage scenario, you'll have more luck. Okay, thank okay. you. All right, and how about the, um, are you working? Robert? Negative. You're Negative. not working. Okay, well, the work situation is a little problematic. However, um, you know... I think that could change, actually, over the next while. And I'll tell you why. You've got an indication here that your professional uh, picture um, is going to alter owing to Pluto. Now, I don't normally use the outer planets. I see them as quite malefic in nature. But this change is going to be owing to the change in structure. So keep your head to the grindstone. You're, you know, you're a good guy. You're, you're willing to work hard. You've got all the qualifications for getting a good job. You know, there's nothing wrong there. And you know what, Robert? Sometimes wealth is defined as your your spirit and and what's on the inside. It's not always about money. We have Sarah on the line from Alberta. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Do you have a question for Do here, Diana here, our astrologist? A question. Um, I kind of had. Two questions. I don't know if you can focus on both or if, it, sure, if one is better. Um, it's in, possibly, a, and it's it's not in the near future, I don't think, but a potential relationship and then mm-hmm. also uh, different work okay. uh, so opportunities. The, the relationship, you're involved with somebody presently, are you? No, I am not. So you're looking towards having somebody as a partner? In the future. In the future. Okay, well, here again, now, I would say that you most likely will meet a partner either uh, through some sort of entertainment or through his friends. 
like if you were out at a cabaret or watching a movie, that kind of thing, enjoying mm-hmm. yourself, or from through his friends, they introduce you to him, or the marriage partner is met through, believe it or not, something connected with your locale where you where you hang out, your like your immediate vicinity, and uh, it could be, you know, doing something physical like. Uh, a workout or doing something uh, connected with walking, you know, uh, something vigorous, something to do with a sporty, sporty thing. It could even be at a racetrack with large horses. Look no further than your own backyard. Now, how about her, her oh, your job. job? Okay, fair enough. Job scene, actually very interesting. Do you have a creative streak by any chance, Sarah? I absolutely do. I love yeah. writing. I'm in the process of trying to well, you know um, what, my darling listen to me okay and i know this is yeah. tough to hear because writers frequently starve to death but carry on george don't give up you're gonna make it all yeah. right keep it keep, keep keep on wonderful thank you sarah there's um yeah. susan from langley and she wants to ask about a job offer hello susan hi um yeah i have a job offer and i'm wondering if i should take it or i should stay where i am okay well, uh, here we go. Okay, so your job that you're in right now is you've been there for a while, have you? Yep. And it's a serious kind of uh, serious. Is there, is there a scientific aspect or a financial aspect to the job you're presently in? Yep. Yeah, okay. So the one that you've been offered, right? Mm-hmm. The new job. Um, hmm. The new job has got certainly a very you know, attractive offer uh, in the sense that it's, it's, it's dynamic, it's new, and there is sort of, a, is there a romantic aspect to the new job? Sorry, what? It, have you got a romantic interest in someone at the new job? Not that I know of. Well, there's more money with the new job, that's for sure, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I- I, it, it's up to you. You're, you're, you're doing well. You're, the job that you're in now is going to change dramatically, uh, I'd say, fairly soon, within the next two or three years. So okay. you might want to look for a new job. Give she it a has chance. a job offer. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Perfect. Thank okay, you. thanks. We have Joe on uh, the line from Calgary about a relationship issue. Hello, Joe. No, it's not an issue. I oh. just wondered about relationships in general, if you see anything in the near future for myself. A general relationship? Yeah, you'll have lots of them. She wants a ro- romantic relationship. You want a romantic? Yes. <laughs> uh, you want a marriage or a love affair? There's a difference. Um, you know, whatever you see, I'm, I'm open to. Okay, well, put it this way. Marriage for you could be very profitable. Oh. Financially. And I would say in a in certain regard, I don't know how old you are, but I would say in regard to your, your, where you should go in your life is through partnerships. So I would, uh, if you have someone in mind, I would get, uh, you know, up and running with that person if you can. Okay, um, there's, no, there's nobody on the horizon right now for me. There's no one on the horizon at the moment, but that's no. not to say that there isn't around the corner. Do you do anything to, like, seek out a new partner, like... I would suggest, yeah, listen, you should go to things like theater, things that have connection with uh, people who like to express themselves, like a writer's club or a theater group or something of that nature. Take, are you interested in that at all? Are you very... Well, I'm... Sure. Sorry? Sure. 
I'm open to that. You're open to that. What, what, what's your interest? What's your passion? Well, typically, you know, I would just maybe do some sports, you know, or just group activities. What group you know? activities specifically? Well, I would golf. I would uh, okay. curl. I could bike curl. ride. You can you bike know, ride. Like- okay. You need to get involved in like, a, like say, say you're curling, new curling group, new running group, new book reading group, where you're going to meet people because... They're not going to come and knock on your door. You have to go out there and, and get them. Political events. Lots of people attend those. No, no. This is more yeah. theatrics. Oh. You want, okay. If you get into something theatrical, you're going to find someone for sure, and they're going to uh, benefit you financially, and it's actually where you're supposed to be going. So look for that. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. All right. That's Thanks good. for the call, Thank Joe. You. And Thank we you. have Valerie from Red Deer, Alberta. Hi, hi Valerie. Hey, Val. Hi. How are you? Oh, I've had better weeks. Oh no, for sure. I uh, we're I've been uh, pushed out of my job. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm chasing my dream to be a heavy haul truck driver Aww. and work for people like Mammut or Ale Jack and Roll. It's gonna happen. You know those kind of guys. And it just seems like this last three years, and I don't even normally call in the talk shows, but this last three years has been an absolute nightmare. You know, it won't I last mean, forever. You know the the, the the bad the bad uh, uh, professional issues that you're having right now, and actually something um, uh, uh, suddenly will come up for you, and uh, it is going to be you're going to think to yourself, you know what? Isn't it so true? There's always a reason why something went down. I lost my job, and yet this has happened at my doorstep. Uh, I would say it's going to happen fairly quickly too. I hope so, because my spirit's just about Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. But you know know what, darling? You're not someone who stays down for long, are you? You're a very upbeat person. I am normally. I'm very happy. But look, losing a job is horrible. It's a kick in the teeth and the gut and the whole nine yards. So don't don't let it grind you. It's not because of you. There was some financial bug up that went wrong it wasn't your fault okay it was just fate stay at it persistence is key valerie yeah. you're gonna you're gonna go far and, and you're gonna what what you want's gonna happen you're just gonna have to wait it out a bit i just i feel so useless and you're I not no you're not useless. you know go and volunteer exactly do something for somebody yeah, else exactly. it, it works every time yeah we have I nan do. sorry I do. Oh, yeah. good. Good girl. I do good. A lot of work with the women's shelter. Oh, Aww. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's you're excellent. Good, good lady. Keep it up. Thanks so you know, much, Valerie. Keep good. My, keep my sane. Keep my sanity. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good luck to you. Good things are coming your way. Yeah, really. And they are. we have Nand back on the line from Pitt Meadows. Hi. Nand. Hi. Hey, Nand. Hello. Hey, it's about finance and uh, relationship. All right, we have okay. time for one of those. Which you want? Uh, finance. Finance, okay. Finance. Okay, well, you know what, Nan? I picked a card for you because I felt that you weren't quite sure what you wanted to know about. So I'm going to tell you what you're going to know about in, in terms of your future. It's called The War is On. It's called The Struggle of Life, Five of Wands. What that means is this. Life is dynamic. It's interesting, and it's an adventure. So if you're having a financial problem, which is what I think you're suggesting may be the case, is that true? No, uh, not really. Not really. But you're a bit nebulous in terms of your finance. There's a little bit of murkiness, like you're not sure about your financial situation. Is that correct? Uh, I'm uh, actually I'm uh, very uh, careful uh, when I when I spend money. Okay, so you're fine financially. Then why are you asking a financial question? Uh, 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 like uh, would I win any jackpot or something? No, you're not going to win a jackpot. Sorry, Nan. <laughs> 
<laughs> you care about money. You and, should have asked the love question. Sorry, and, man. <laughs> Next time, baby. And uh, what about relationship? Well, let me see now. Okay, love life. Are we talking marriage? Or are we talking romance now? Um, uh, probably marriage. You want marriage? Eh. Door number two would have been better. Romance is better off for you than marriage right now. Sorry. Pardon me? Pardon me? I say romantic involvements are better than marriage for you at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Don't go for marriage for the next couple of, well, next two years. Stay okay. out of it. Okay. Do I have any romantic uh, infusion? Oh, yeah. There's, you know, ro- there's romance. Now that they all know out there that, that you've got some money, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to be, be after you. So don't worry you. about the marriage. I have no crystal ball, but I can tell you this. They're going to be coming after Leave you. Leave the phone number with the producers. <laughs> They'll be calling in. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Nan. Bye. Okay. Wonderful. That was fantastic. Thank you so much, Diana. You're welcome. Thank now, you for having me. You're welcome. Now, what's the best way for people to contact <clears throat> you? Well, you can get a hold of me at Diana, D-I-A-N-A dot w-a-r w-i-c-k at gmail.com Fantastic. or you can call my uh my uh company which is astrology tarot eight teacups agency at 604-440-2317 from uh the line is open from 11 in the morning till three in the afternoon only wonderful thank Thanks, you so maureen. much lovely okay. to see you yeah, i'm maureen nice mcgrath you. you are listening to the sunday night health show Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you as I do every Sunday night. Thank you so much for being here with me this evening. These, these are important times to talk about health. And your health is your wealth, really. We heard uh, somebody earlier say that they were poor. But, you know, if you have your health, you have your wealth. And that's your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, and even your sexual health, which we'll get to. Shortly, but now I want to talk about men. I'm a woman, in case you were wondering. I do have a deep voice, but... (laughs) And it certainly has happened to me where people are like, yes, sir, we'll book that hotel room for you. I'm like, no, I'm actually a woman. They're like, oh, anyway, yes, I have a deep voice. But so I, my point is, I don't know what it's like to be a man. I work with men. I have men in my clinical practice. I've had men in my life. I've had relationships with men. And so, but I still, I haven't got a clue. Trying to figure you out. But it must be difficult to be a man in the 21st century, especially in these Me Too and Time's Up times. But before I talk about men, full disclosure, women aren't perfect either, including me. And there's a lot of talk about women supporting women these days, especially in this Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement. To be honest with you, there are times when women only support women when they aren't threat when they are not threatened by other women. Have you experienced that, ladies? I have. Women can compete to bring other women down. Women can pull up the ladder or make things difficult for other women. Women are capable of judging, gossiping, Competing and cheating. All that said, regardless of Me Too or Time's Up, can women really have one united voice for advocacy? I'm not sure. I think this is a tremendous challenge. It's a global issue that affects 
women differently around the world. We've certainly had the Me Too movement has really been about sexual harassment and power plays or an imbalance of power or unhealthy power in the workplace. But we have other issues, access to health care, access to education, reproductive rights, female circumcision. We have a lot of issues that have occurred to women around the world. I think this is uh, the Titanic of movements. And we have a tremendous amount of work to do to get to gender parity, equality. And what does that even look like? So I was interested uh, to see what the effect is like on men. Men have a little difficulty talking (laughs) um, about their feelings, about their emotions. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, some men will, but it's often after they've been through a challenging time in their life. It's great when men share their stories. But I was interested in the the man survey, hashtag the man survey. It was by Chatelaine magazine. They asked a thousand men between the ages of 25 and 65 about growing up, work, fatherhood, sex, mansplaining, loneliness, the Me Too movement, and more. These are difficult conversations. They are about, this survey was about masculinity, vulnerability, and inequality. And all of this is long overdue, but it doesn't make it any easier. So we're going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about some of the results about this and mainly about men and manliness and what it means to be a man after the news. I am Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. This is Global News. I'm Bailey Nicholson. The leaders of the other two main Ontario political parties are reacting to Doug Ford's election as leader of the Progressive Conservatives. At a rally Sunday, Liberal Premier Kathleen Wynne says the arrival of a Ford doesn't change anything for her party, declaring it does not matter that they have a new leader. NDP leader Andrea Horvath told reporters the PCs would take the province backwards with more cuts and ridiculed them for their recent leadership chaos. The bottom line is this Conservative Party is interested in more cuts uh, and more privatization, whether it's Rob Ford or sorry, Doug Ford at the helm or not. Um, it, it's not the, what Ontario needs. So they're going to have to deal with the train wreck uh, that they've become. Meantime, the newly crowned leader is no longer being challenged by his main rival. Christine Elliott says she's now confident in the results of the election. Elliott initially disputed those results, alleging they stemmed from what she called serious irregularities in the vote and pledging to investigate further. In BC, the Richmond RCMP Serious Crimes Unit is investigating the death of a man whose body was pulled from the water near Steveston Harbor. Police say the man in his early 70s was found in the water Saturday morning. He received first aid at the scene, was taken to hospital, but died from his injuries. The man is from Richmond, a suburb of Vancouver, and police say his death has been deemed suspicious. And a helicopter has crashed into New York City's East River, killing two passengers and critically injuring three others. Police say a sixth person, the pilot, freed himself and was rescued by a passing tugboat Sunday night. The helicopter was being chartered for a photo shoot when it went down near Greasy Mansion, the mayoral residence. Police and fire department divers pulled the five passengers from the helicopter and video posted to Twitter shows a red helicopter land hard in the water and then flip on its side. From the Global News Desk, I'm Bailey Nicholson. 
Welcome back to the final strokes of the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath here. I've been hosting this program for you all evening. Thanks so much for being with me. If you have a question at all, you want to contribute to the program, the number to call is locally 604-280-9898 or long distance 1-877-399-9898. We're talking about men. Uh, and this Chatelaine survey of a thousand men between the ages of 25 and 65 who were asked about growing up, work, fatherhood, sex, mansplaining, and loneliness. I love mansplaining. Um, growing up, so I'm going to review some of the um, results of of the survey. Partly they asked what it meant to be a man and who did you think was a manly man, these men. And most of the men came up with men like The Rock, of course, Dwayne Johnson. And uh, Brad Pitt, they said as well, you know, but that may have been before his trouble. I don't think it was. They thought Brad Pitt probably because he was a movie star. They named a lot of movie stars. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're manly men. Dwayne, what does it uh, mean to you to be a man in this day and age? Yeah, like you you brought up the topic. And since you brought it up at the beginning of the show, I've been thinking. And it's funny, the most of the men that come up to me in my mind as manly men are, are dads. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, like a know, friend of mine, uh, I, I look up to him, his name's Sean, and, you know, he's got three kids, and mm-hmm. he's married, and, you know, he just, he goes to work and raises, they're really, they're three really good kids, and he treats his wife very well, and mm-hmm. I just look at something like that, and I think like yeah, that... So- is Those good. are you great know, He's qualities. responsible. It's yeah, responsibility. Yet, yet parents can cause a lot of trauma for children. I'm going to review the oh. ACE, the ACEs test, and um, there's a score that actually that because trauma before the age of 18 can lead to chronic illness ah. um, in in the adult. So it's interesting that to that Dwayne would think, and a lot of people would think, dads, dads are the best. Dads are the one. But you know what? Some people have a great dad. I have an amazing dad, and other people don't. I've always been so fortunate that I've uh, had such a great dad who who said, you can do whatever anyone can do. You just keep going. Just know, you know, and he's always looking out for um, ensuring that I am compensated fairly and, um, you know, make uh, if I have questions about different things he's there to advise me and he's been he's been great uh so and he was always there he never drank he was home every night for dinner we had security which is important you know when you have six children it's a it's a lot in 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 eight years and so uh, that was that was a busy time, and but you know what? He was there. You could rely on him. He wanted to make sure all of his children got an education, and and basically he, you know, that's how he's been. He's tried and true, and lived his life for his kids. And I have Kel on the line. Hello, Kel. Hello. Hello, Kel. Hello. Are you there? I'm there. Are you there? I'm here. I'm here too. Um, I was just listening. Um, I, I I try and catch you with Jill in the morning, but um, she's been off. Sterling's been on. Anyways, um, I was just thinking of um, when I was younger, uh, men that I looked up to were my father and my uncles. And um, I used to spend a lot of time in Alberta with them on my grandfather's ranch. Nice. Yeah, that was the way that I saw men. And what does being a man mean to you? What did they teach you? Um. Uh, it's absolutely simple. It's absolutely simple. Um, there was one thing my father always said to me. It's very simple. 
Yes. If you want to pick a fight, pick a fight with somebody your own size and never, ever hit a woman. I like the second bit of that advice. (laughs) That was excellent. I thought you might, but that's what he... Okay. He pounded that into my head. (laughs) Just make uh, sure you pound into somebody your own size. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I'm still with my ex. She's on her third husband, but her and I still have a very close relationship. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you took your father's advice and have never hit a woman. (laughs) I never have. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for the call, Kel. I appreciate that. So according to the Chatelaine magazine, growing up, 57% of the men they surveyed believed that being a man meant being physically tough. Okay, so there you go. The other things that played into the idea of what made a real man, being the breadwinner, 48%. Being fair, 31%. Only 31% felt being fair was associated with being a man. 29% being kind get a load of this being heterosexual 28% felt that was being a being a man being the boss 22% of course emotional intelligence only 22% felt that was related to being a man having a penis was what uh, it meant to be a man for 22% of these people and having many sexual conquests 9% felt that meant being a man So um, interesting results. And so that was was when they were growing up. So as adults, 64% now believe that being fair is a big part of what it means to be a man. I think it's really important, man or woman, be a person of your word uh, and also being fair. I mean, that is one thing that I, that gets me, even as a woman, Um, you know, I, I, I am a justice seeker in a way, but fairness. And, you know, if one thing people say about me, they will say she's fair. Uh, and um, anyway, just because I think it's fair. But anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, I digress. Other qualities that now define a real man. So as adults, men thought being kind, 59%. More thought emotional intelligence, 50%. Being tough, 27%. Only 18% felt that being the breadwinner what defined being a real man. Heterosexuality, 17%. Having a penis, 60, 16%. And being the boss, 9%. And only 4%. Interesting about the sexual conquest. It's not really related to the perception of being a man. 49% said their mother was their primary caregiver. But that drops to 30% for the respondents who were between the ages of 25 and 29 who were more likely to have parents split caregiving equally. And I think dads have taken on a more active role in the last uh, 20 years or so in terms of parenting. Although I did hear one comic say, you know, it's easy to be a father. All you have to do is just make sure they stay alive while they're in your care. (laughs) Otherwise, you know, there is a lot more pressure on women. One third of men said they said they were encouraged to talk about their fears and emotions by both parents. And here's what the rest said. Only their mother encouraged them to do this. 13%. The dad, my dad encouraged me, but not my mom. Zero percent said their dad encouraged them to talk about their fears and emotions. I think there's a lot of messages around man up. You know, uh, that's enough. Dry those tears. Be a man. Be tough. Uh, 
some 30% were encouraged to do this, but only if absolutely necessary. And they were encouraged to do tough, to uh, tough things out instead. That was 24%. Men are most likely to feel guilty about their health and diet. Guess what percentage is this? I'm surprised at this. 46%. I didn't think they cared because (laughs) I really didn't think you cared, Dwayne, because most men (laughs) just lose weight really rapidly, you know? (laughs) Well, yeah, that is true, you know. The, yeah, the metabolism is up there. Yeah, they decide to walk to their car instead of getting a ride, <laughs> and they lose 20 pounds. Um, but they feel guilty about their health and their diet. You know what? Guilt is a wasted emotion. Get on it. Eat well. Mm-hmm. Cut down the sugar. Increase the protein. Decrease the carbs. Um, 11% feel guilty about their work. 8%, only 8% feel guilty about their mothers. I can't believe that. 8% <laughs> guilty about their fathers and... Their relationship, 7%, and their children, 7% as well. So not a whole lot of guilt going on for yeah, guys, no, no. you know, I have to, or being Guilt-free a man. Guilt-free life. Guilt-free, yeah. that's it, <laughs> moveon.com. Um, and interesting enough, 41% compare their bodies to other men. 23% in the 25 to 29 age group say they do this constantly. Oh, yeah. 40, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine, especially now with uh, social media and, you know, all of yep. the sculpting and all of the the ways you can look perfect online and it's not even true about you. Uh, a lot of men were, well, not a lot, but surprisingly enough, 13% of men were insecure about their height. 25% are insecure about their salaries. 45% are insecure about their weight. And 23% of men worry about hair loss. They have other um, insecurity, 17% worry about the amount of sex they're having. They worry about their personality and get a load of this fashion sense. 13% worry about their fashion sense. No surprise there. And only 11% worry about their intelligence because I think they all think they're brilliant. Oh yeah. You don't have to worry if you, if you know everything. Exactly. Um, and 61% feel that society is too politically correct these days. And that number climbs to 75% for those in the fourth decade of life, the 40 to 49 year olds. What's up with that? Uh, 79% believe that men and women should have equal rights and opportunities, but only 18% would describe themselves as feminists. You know, feminism gets a bad rap, and um, feminists get a bad rap as well. And it, it's basically, you know, women don't want to have power over men, and I think that's a big fear. Women want to have power over themselves, and that yep. relates to education, reproductive rights, um, you know, health care. Um, and you, who do you think is more is manlier, Justin Trudeau or Donald Trump, according to the Chatelaine survey? Me, I would say uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Trudeau. Let's go with Trudeau. Thirty seven percent think style. Justin Trudeau is man is a manlier man than Donald Trump. Twelve percent right. call it a tie and thirty three percent think neither is manly. I'm with the latter group. <laughs> um, and they the. Um, 49% said that besides sex ed class, they got the bulk of their sexual education from friends. And 20% got it from the internet or porn, 3% from their siblings, 11% from their mothers, and seven only 7% from their fathers. Um, you know, this, this has to change. 
um, because that's that's why we um, may have increased sexually transmitted infections. Yep. Um, you know, that's why we may have misperceptions about it. There's uh, porn gives a very distorted rough view of sex and maybe an inappropriate view of what women actually want and expect exactly yeah. and, and with sexual relations you know women are the are the servers and men are the receivers you know quite often and that's kind of that they that's sort of what you know uh, that has to change <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but w- women are the nurturers, women are the givers, women, and men, you know, a little bit are the, you know, on the receiving end. Anyway, dare I say more. <laughs> um, 47% are mostly satisfied with the amount of sex that they're having. 40% want more, and 46% suspect others are having more sex than they are. When you compare yourself to other people, your life looks a whole lot worse. Never do that. It right. can actually um, make things look worse than they are. Um, and, you know, they also talked about porn or they surveyed about porn and 8% said they watch porn once a day. 27% said they don't watch it at all. And many log on a few times a week, about 23%, once a week, 14%, once a month, 13%, and a couple times a year, 15%. And then in terms of watching porn with partners, um, uh, you know, this is interesting because I get a lot of guys in my clinical practice and uh, they watch porn and they, they uh, honestly... All of them feel guilty about it. And so 20% do not have never watched porn with their partner because they don't want anyone to know that they watch or what they watch. So there's a lot of shame and guilt around, around viewing porn. Absolutely. Um, a lot of guys think it's just hard pass. That me time. That's their me time. 28%. Um, and when women talk about the pervasiveness of sexual harassment, this is concerning. 25% of the respondent, of the respondents said they feel Nothing. 42% feel sad. 32% feel angry. 12% feel bored. 9% feel persecuted. Some feel guilty. 5%. It's, you know what? That's another problem with the Me Too. It's this sort of, you know, it's just carrying on the talk, the conversation, the people losing jobs, the the strike at our democracy because people are convicted in the court of public law as opposed to um, in um, in actual court. Um, and 82% said they'd never pushed a woman to go farther sexually than she wanted to. 12% weren't sure that's important. And 5% said they had. And 18% that said they have witnessed sexual harassment or assault. 13% weren't sure. Those who had said it took place at work, 32%. On the street, 30%. At a bar, 26%. In a private home, 6%. And other places, 6%. 54% said they intervened or reported the inter- incident. 46% did not. You have to improve the numbers on that. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. We are in the final strokes of the program. I have a couple of subjects to get through. I want to talk about an ACE score. Oftentimes you see people and because of their behavior in adulthood, you might ask the question, what happened to you? Um, and you know what? Childhood trauma is related to medical conditions that may occur later in life, including addiction. Five are personal, physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, physical neglect, and emotional neglect. 
five are related to other family members, a parent who's an alcoholic, a mother who's a victim of domestic violence, a family member in jail, or a family member diagnosed with mental illness, or the disappearance of a parent through divorce, death, or abandonment. And each type of trauma counts as one. There are, of course, other types of childhood trauma, watching a sibling being abused, losing a caregiver like a grandmother, homelessness, surviving and recovering from a severe accident, um, witnessing a father being abused by a mother, so all sorts of things. However, they for the ACE study, the CDC only included um, the most common ones that were well-researched and mentioned by 300 Kaiser members, so a focus group of 300 Kaiser members. So the most important thing to remember about the ACE score is it's meant as a guideline. And what they're doing now is instead of treating the uh, outcome, so what has happened to the person, so treating the illness or the addiction, they're actually going back, taking taking a step back and having uh, adults or complete these ACE quizzes um, to um, in terms of what happened prior to their 18th birthday. So just wanted to read some of the questions for you. Did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, humiliate you, act in a way that made you feel afraid that you might be physically hurt? Each is worth one point. Did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you, ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured? Did an adult or person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle you? Have you touched their body in a sexual way or attempt to actually attempt or actually have oral, anal, or vaginal intercourse with you? Did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support one another? Did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, and had no one to protect you, or your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if you needed it? Were your parents ever separated or divorced? Was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her, or sometimes often or very often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard, ever repeatedly hit over at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or knife? Did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? Was a household member depressed or mentally ill, or did a household member attempt suicide? Did a household member go to prison? So this is a score uh, that is added up, and it is a guideline. It is a marker that may um, indicate that somebody, um, it may lead to problems later in life, autoimmune diseases, addiction, chronic health conditions. And and so th- this is uh, now being used by the CDC. It's the CDC's Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. And it discovered or uncovered a stunning link between childhood trauma and the chronic diseases people develop as adults, as well as the social and emotional problems. This includes heart disease, lung cancer, diabetes, and autoimmune diseases, as well as depression, violence, being a victim of violence, and death by suicide. The first research results were published in 1998, and they showed that childhood trauma was very common, even in employed white middle-class families who had college educations with great health insurance. There was a direct link between childhood trauma and adult chronic disease, and more types of trauma increased the risk of health, social, and emotional problems. So this is very important. I think we'll be talking about this a little bit further. Um, we are, we've lost, a, I, I hate to, um, you know, the show's wrapping up, and I did mention that I hate to overpromise and underdeliver, but, you know, we lost an hour of sleep, so a couple things that you can do, which I promise to help you feel better, is uh, have take stock of your regular sleep habits, 
habits do a better job of keeping sleep and wake times consistent even on the weekends uh, get lots of bright lights in the early morning because that is what makes your internal clock earlier and that will help you match better to daylight saving time and of course leave those lighted objects out of your bedroom two hours before you go to sleep uh, remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life make it part of your dance Dwayne thanks so much for uh, all your help tonight appreciate that Thank and you. Um, you can go to my website back to the bedroom.ca you can follow me on Twitter at back the number two the bedroom you can listen to this podcast again it's a free download on iTunes I'm Maureen McGrath you've been listening to the Sunday Night Health Show You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.